does to deliver this thing. Amen. Praise God. You got it. You got his spirit. You got his name. You got his blood. And you got his word. There's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Hallelujah. This church is victorious. Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. It's so good to be here. Welcome to all of our guests. Amen. We hope that you are having a wonderful time here at the Tower of Pentecost. And uh, we invite you to just come and enjoy the fellowship of the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And real quick, I have a quick announcement. All right, for Sunday school, we're going to make this 12 and younger, okay? Is that all right, 12 and younger? On the 30th, the night before trick-or-treating, we are going to have a Sunday school carnival here at the church. Okay, so that is going to be a lot of fun, maybe a little trick-or-trunk, and we'll have all kinds of games, and so... That is going to be a blast. If you are a Sunday school teacher and you would like to help out, please see myself or Sister Autumn. Thank you very much. Okay, guys. You may be dismissed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Nothing like a Sunday school carnival. All right. And then the very next morning, we got something for the men and the boys. And that is going to be a triathlon. You guys ready for a triathlon? Yeah. That's a little different kind of triathlon. Breakfast, golf, and then donuts. All right, does that sound pretty good? So that'll be on Saturday morning, the 31st. We'll meet here at the church, 9 o'clock. And we're going to have a big breakfast. Then we're going to go over, and we've got nine holes at... Golf land in Pasco. We've got some prizes. And if you've never golfed, that's fine. We want you to come because they have loaner clubs that you can loan and, and use. <coughs> I used a set of loaner clubs first time I golfed in, I don't know, since, since uh, Brian's in Autumn's uh, wedding. They had a golf deal. So it's the first time I've golfed since then. Took a lo set of loaner clubs out there and we played, what, nine holes? And I had all two and one putts. So, hey, you can still play pretty good golf with uh, with loaner clubs, all right? So be planning on that. It is $15 to, to golf, so start saving now, right? And uh, But we would like to have everybody there. Right. If you've never golfed before and you're a guy, it's pretty fun, okay? Because you get to get out there and just rip it and see how far... That ball can go to the right or to the left. <laughs> right? Yes. That's about what it does for me. Right or to the left. All right. Praise God. Amen. So I am excited as I was putting this message together. Lord, he was dealing with me on that there would be people in here that are going through some things. And this isn't even on my message, but I want to say this. <clears throat> Just as David faced an adversary that in the eyes of the world was a giant, I want you to know that there is somebody or people here today 
Maybe you have a problem in your life and it seems like it's a giant and you're not exactly sure how you can overcome it. Or maybe you're like Daniel and you're looking at potentially a knight in a den of lions. I want you to know this, that God will be with you. Amen. You can overcome this situation in your life. Amen. God will not forsake you. You're not alone. He's in the midst of the fire, just like he was with the three Hebrew children. Amen. I'm here to encourage you and to give you faith in that. Also, if you are taking on something and you're feeling like, I don't know, Lord, if I can do this. It's an awfully big task. I want you to know, just as God gave Noah the, the ability to create this immense ship that would save humanity. Amen. I want you to know this, that God is able to whatever he's put on your plate, he will give you the ability to see it through. Don't, don't you stress out. Amen. Don't be anxious for anything, uh, but trust in the wisdom of amen. God uh, that He will be able to, amen, to see this thing complete in your life. Uh, I just believe that God wanted me to say that to somebody and to give you encouragement here this morning on that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The pastor said this morning, it's, it's time. It's a pretty serious time right now. It really is a pretty serious time. And so, prayer at 5.30 tonight, if you can make it, come and pray. Pray for a church, for your family, amen, a city, a state, a country, amen. and our world. Yes. Praise God. Amen. 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 We, need, we need people in places of leadership who fear God. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles, if you would stand, I've got a set of scriptures I'd like to read here this morning. It's in Ezekiel chapter 3, <clears throat> verse 1 through 6. Praise God. Did I say Ezekiel? I meant Exodus. Sorry about that. I saw my notes. Yes. Exodus. Trust me. I know, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Remember that old song? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
seems like they played that one every Sunday night when I first came in church. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was good though. Moreover, the Lord continued to say this, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. This is a very powerful portion of scripture here this morning. If you'd allow me, I'd like to preach on this here for a little bit. And that's this. The church of the living God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Praise God. God. If you put your Bibles down, would you help me pray here this morning? Heavenly Father, we need you, Lord God, desperately. Lord God, we need healing in our land, in our nation, Lord God. I pray that you would just come forth in a great way. Thank you for what you've done here this morning, Lord. God, that revelation, understanding, and faith would be rebirthed here today, Lord God. Thank you for your anointing you've laid upon the congregation that they would be hearers of your word, God. We're so thankful. We lift you up and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Pray. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. You know, you get put in a tough spot. A tough spot for me is on one hand, if I don't take the breath mints, then I got bad breath. But if I take the breath mint, then it dries my mouth out and I'm always needing to drink water. So am I better just not taking the breath mint? <laughs> it's a t- Does anybody else have that problem in life? I mean, that's a, that's a problem for me. Let me kind of figure this one out. I don't have a solution for it yet. <laughs> Who thinks I should just take with the breath mint, right? That's my wife says, yeah, please, have many breath mints. I can be sitting on the other side of the room, and she's like, take a breath mint. Anyway. Oh, anyway, praise God. I would like to say this. I'd like to say that you and I, we are the children of Abraham. You might not quite fully understand that. So let me explain. I want to go into, there's quite a bit in the New Testament that explains it. I'm just going to cover a few scriptures really quick because I don't have that much time here uh, this morning. I want to say this, though, before I go into the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know if you are aware of this, but your pastor actually does one of the best jobs of digging into the lives of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and pulling out things that uh, are relevant in our lives today. I mean, I've listened to a lot of messages, and there has been a couple of times, well, more than a couple, that he's pulled things out of there, and I thought, wow, how did I never see that before? (laughs) This message tonight, or today, will not be like that. (laughs) So I just want you to know that. Praise God. If you were here Wednesday, you heard some great stuff. Amen. Praise God. All right. So here we go. Galatians chapter 3. Give me verse 7 and 8, please. Listen to what Paul writes. Know ye therefore 
that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Okay, so he's writing to the church, and he says, I want you to understand that those that are in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the same are the children of Abraham. Right? right? right. Give me right. The, the next verse. Verse 8. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. So, here's what's going on in this case. Paul is saying, look, this was even, this was even preached before the gospel was even preached, or this God declared by saying that the heathen, all the nations of the world shall be blessed through Abraham. And so it's a picture of the gospel being preached to the non-Jews, the Gentiles. I didn't say that very clearly, but does everybody understand what the point is right there? Is that when God was making these promises to Abraham, that all the nations of the world would be blessed. What he was talking about was there was coming a day when salvation was going to go beyond what God had given Moses, right? Mm -hmm. right. And it right. would be given into people who were not Jews, and salvation would then be through faith right. and not the following of the law that God gave Moses. Right. Right. Everybody on the same page? Okay. I kind of struggled with this thought. Maybe I should do this on Wednesday night. But I, I felt the Holy Ghost saying no. Because I thought I was going to preach something totally else. I've been just ready for two weeks on this other message. <laughs> and uh, this came up. And so anyway. Okay. Then what's the next one, Brother Brian? 14? Listen. Look at this one. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Wow. Okay, now it's kind of coming together. We are the children of Abraham because, not necessarily because of the natural seed, but by the seed of faith. Okay. Give us that, I think it's 29, the last verse there. And if ye be Christ. Two verses before that, it says, as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, mm -hmm. right? The pastor preached a great message on that two or three Sundays ago. And, and so when you, you identify with Christ by putting the gospel onto yourself, how do you do that? Well, Jesus died, so we die in repentance. Mm -hmm. We say, God, I'm sorry, I don't want to live like this any longer, I want to live for you. You die out to self-will. No longer Jeff Woods is going to be sitting on the throne of my heart. It's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have to hang myself up on a cross. He did that. But I die out to that old man. Right? And then the scripture says, well, we know this, that after he died, they buried him. And the scripture says we're buried with him in baptism. Right? And so we put on Christ. When we are buried in the name of Jesus Christ. And he didn't stay there, but he came out of the grave. Right? Amen. And so we are resurrected with him in the newness of life through the spirit of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The spirit of Jesus in our lives. And so Hallelujah. if ye be Christ, then ye 
Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs and heirs according to the promise. Aren't you thankful that you are the fulfillment of God's promise? And there is going to come a day when you're going to be reunited with Abraham. You're going to be able to actually see him. Can you imagine that? When you get to meet the patriarchs, it's going to be quite a day. Yeah. Now, you still may not believe me, so I'm going to go over into Romans. And, and Romans, when Paul's writing to the church of Rome, it, um, it's some pretty harsh stuff going on in there. But I'm just going to read a, a few scriptures. I was going to do more, but I'm just going to do these. Uh, Paul's talking about uh, his brethren of the flesh, the Jews, and in, in what's going on here. And he says, not as though the word of God hath taken none effect. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Huh? He says, listen, I want you to understand something. There was a little bit of a battle going on on whether or not these Gentiles should receive circumcision. Because that was the covenant that God had given Abraham. And so what happened is, in the Christian church, through some of the Jewish converts that they were feeling like that they should keep this ordinance of circumcision. And so Paul is explaining to the Roman church exactly who is a Jew and who's not a Jew, who's of Israel and who's not. Not as though the word of God hath taken an effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. I'll turn this one off so we don't get the glare. All right. Better turn me down. It sounds kind of loud. <laughs> For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Next verse, please. Neither because they are of the seed of Abraham. Are they all children? So he said, they're not Israel just because they're of the seed of Abraham. Ooh. Well, you might get some people upset at you for saying that, Paul. You've got to be careful about that, right? They are not because they are the seed of Abraham. Are they all children? But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Remember when the Lord said to Abraham, thy son, thy only son. What about Ishmael? Okay, keep going, please. That is, they which are of the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Woo! Wow, Paul. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. You know what really what that means? Is you and I, through faith in God's promise of the plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. We are the children right. of Abraham. Right. Thank you. Now, 
Paul, two chapters later, I'm not going to read the scriptures, but two chapters later, he says, listen, don't be boasting that you have been put in right. and thinking that you're greater than the natural branch. Because if God removed the natural branch, how much more the wild olive branch that comes in? And he says this. He says he's doing this to provoke them until the days of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And when the days of the Gentiles are fulfilled, God once again will turn to his people Israel. Amen. And give them one more out. Now, me personally, I believe that the days of the Gentile are fulfilled when Jesus calls his bride home, the church. Praise God. Amen. So I want to make that, I just wanted to lay that foundation that we are the sons of Abraham. We are the daughters of Abraham. Amen. We are the children of Abraham. Do you believe that? Amen. I know that there's a lot of people that live in the Middle East that would think that that is not a true saying, but I want you to know that you are the, amen, the child of Abraham. If you follow Jesus Christ by faith, you have all the promises that there's coming a place, a city that you've never seen that God is going to give you. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. So now uh, let me get into this thought that the Lord gave me, this message. And if you go back to my original uh, scripture text in Exodus chapter 3 in verse 1, here is what I'm finding out is this. This is the very first time recorded in the Bible that Moses has a conversation with the Lord. It's the very first time. The chapter before he's born. And he does his thing. And then he thinks that they're going to get him. And so he runs. And he ends up in this place. And he's watching his father-in-law's sheep. And as he's doing it, he sees this bush burning. But it's not consumed. And he turns his head. Because he's curious to see what it is. Ooh. You know, that's what happens during revival. Yeah, you get some fires lit. You go out on the job. You get in your classroom. Amen. In your neighborhood. And people will start to see the fire. And they'll turn their head. And they'll say, what's different about you? Amen. I've had people come into my office and said, Jeff, I notice you don't do some of these things. I notice there's some things that are different about you than the other guys that are working in the office. I want you to know Amen. That the fire of the living God, it will turn heads. Amen. God has been using that from the very beginning to get people's attention. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so here he turns and he says, he looks over and he can't believe it. And he came to the Mount of God for the next scripture, Brother Brian. Go to where the Lord says, I think it's in verse 5. And he said, draw not 
thy hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Next scripture, next verse. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I want you to understand what's going on here. This is the very first time that God is talking to Moses. Moses, he is a very important individual in the Word of God. Moses, he is the one, amen, who God gave the Ten Commandments to. He's the one that authored the first five books of the Bible. Everything we know about creation, everything we know about Adam and Eve, everything we know about Noah, everything we know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is because of the pen of Moses. And so when God calls this man out, Moses, look what God says. He says this. He says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It wasn't man who gave him that title. It was God making that declaration. He says, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. And I'm the God of Jacob. Hallelujah. This is what he wanted to be known by. Amen. Praise God. God. Isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. Think about that. How would think about that? The Lord, he says, I'm the God of Amen Jacob. I'm the God of Grant. I'm the God of Easton. Hallelujah. That's how the Lord sees you and I today. Hallelujah. I didn't give you these scriptures, but it goes on. The Lord tells Moses, he says, look, I've heard the cries of my people in Egypt, and I'm going to bring them out, and I'm going to bring them out by your hand. And Moses says this, he says, oh God, what shall I tell the people when they say who sent me? He says, tell them I am that I am. But then he goes on a little further. This is the Lord. God Almighty, he says, it's either the next verse or the one after, Brother Brian, I didn't give it to Cliff. And God said moreover unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. Do you know that God, this is what he said, He said, tell the children of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has come to deliver you. It's not just an accident. I want you to know when Elijah was on Mount Carmel and he challenged all the prophets of Baal and he had prayed to God. You read his prayer. He's called, he said, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. This time he says the God of Israel. I think it's because Israel was at a place in their life. They needed to make a decision. They were like Jacob. Were they going to continue to walk in their way or were they going to cling on to God and hold on to him desperately? But I want you to know that this is what God wanted to reveal to himself, to his children, that he is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Hallelujah. 
but it doesn't stop there. In Acts chapter 3, you see Peter as they come and the, and the lame man at Gate Beautiful, amen, that is healed. He turns around and he sees all the Jews that are looking upon him and he says this, I want you to understand, this wasn't by any of my elegance or any of my power. It's nothing that I did, but this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the one that brought forth his son, Jesus Christ, and by his name and his authority and his power, these things are done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So here is where I'm going to go and go a little bit different. I only got a few minutes, but I believe when I look at this congregation here today, I see a congregation full of Abrahams. I see a congregation full of Isaacs. I see a congregation full of Jacobs. Why? Amen. Because we have that same spirit of faith. We've got that same, amen. We believe God in a promise of a city that we have not seen. Hallelujah. Just as Abraham walked by faith, so the children of Abraham we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I want you to know, when I look about this congregation, whether you're a male or a female, some of you possess the spirit of Abraham. You're the first in your family to say, I'm going to follow the Lord all the days of my life. I'm going to seek after a place that I've never seen. I want you to know that you're like Abraham. Amen. Church has got all kinds of Abrahams. When you look, our pastor, amen, he's got the spirit of Abraham upon him, willing to sacrifice anything that might be in his life to come and be in a place of relationship with God. It's not just him, but there are all kinds of Abrahams out there. There really is. I think of Sister Beth. I know she had somewhat of a Christian uh, background, but as far as uh, the the whole uh, gospel message of Christ in you, the hope of glory, I know that she has a, a spirit of Abraham. Uh, amen. She testifies about how when she came in, she had a radical preacher, and they got together and burned all of their rock and roll albums. Uh, she was ready to sacrifice it uh, and lay it upon the altar, uh, just like Abraham was willing to do. Uh, there isn't anything that's coming. Be between you and me, God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Abrahams that, that, that set the, the, the pace, the trail of the family that's going to come after them. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know uh, that you in your classroom, uh, you're sitting next to Abrahams. Uh, they don't even know it. Your neighbors, uh, amen, your fellow co-workers, uh, they're Abrahams uh, and don't even know it. Uh, hallelujah. They just need to hear the call of God. And when they come out of the world and come into the church, they might be the first ones in their family to do so. But I want you to know, uh, you watch, amen, as they possess the faith. Hallelujah, of that Abraham had. Mm. I believe that. I believe that. I've seen it in my own life. I'm not bragging. But when I read these three, this is the church. It's either Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. I'm an Abraham. I wasn't raised in any of anything like this. And so I've set the way. 
And now my family is following my sons and daughters. Amen. We need Abraham's spirit of Abraham. Where's Colton? He's not here today. That's all right. I told him about this Wednesday. This is what gave me the unction to preach this message. I told him this. and Anyway, I won't tell you what he said, but it was a real blessing treat. But I will say this. I could say more about Abraham, but let's move on. I want to talk to you right now about Isaac. We have got some Isaacs in this church. We really do. Sometimes an Isaac can be a second or a third generation or a fourth generation. Amen. Sometimes an Isaac feels like because they're second or third generation. I you know I don't have the testimony that mom has. I didn't have to I'd have to burn my rock albums. <laughs> right? You know, my sons don't have that testimony of coming out of the world like I did. I, don't, I never even talk about those things. I don't want to give that stuff any glory. I'm ashamed at Amen. those things. I'm just glad that they're no longer Amen. Part, parted to me. They've been washed away. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But I want you to know this. As the pastor laid out Wednesday, Isaac never went into Egypt. He stayed in the land where he was supposed to be in the midst of a, fa a fa famine. Is that what it's called? Famine. Famine. Midst of a famine. And he brought forth a hundredfold. You know, Isaac never had to have his name changed. He never had to come out of Egypt. You know, the Word of God says that he dug the same wells that his father Abraham dug, but he went on to dig new wells and more wells. I look at Sister Corey, and I think, here's an Isaac. She will go on to dig more wells than what her mother has dug. Right? Amen. I believe that. Don't ever think for a moment, Brother Long, I know your dad's a minister, but I want you to know that you, being an Isaac, you have dug more wells with the inspiration of your music and leading songs than more than your father has touched being an Abraham. Come on. Don't ever think you got to take a back seat because you're not an Abraham. Hey, you're an Isaac. That's your testimony that I haven't been in Egypt, but I've been living for God all the days of my life. I don't know the things you're seeing upon me. Amen. Praise God. What a beautiful testimony that is. Here's the other thing. If you look who leads our organization, they're Isaacs. They're the, yep. they're the Bernards, the Jerry Joneses, the yep. testimony of Jerry Jones. He's a, he said, I've never even tasted alcohol. Wow. Right? i got to get going. And here's the last one. Jacob. What can you say about Jacob? 
You know, the church has Jacob's in it. And here's the thing about Jacob. His desire, he wanted to do it. And he, he believed in the promise and that his mom told him for me when he was a boy that God was going to do great things for him. And he believed it. But he just kind of went about it the wrong way. And he kind of got off track. In fact, he spent 20 years away from his father's house. And in that 20 years, he had to work 14 for a woman that he thought was beautiful. And he got tricked. And then he had to work another six years for the cattle. And on top of that, he got his wages changed 10 times in 20 years. Just as he thinks he's got it all down, he's making the money. They move the cheese on him. Everybody read that book? Who moved, it, who moved my cheese? That's what they do. Once you get it figured out, they put new taxes on you. But here's the thing about Jacob. Jacob was born into a godly situation. But for whatever reason, he's not in Father's house. We have a bunch of Jacobs that are not here today. Thank God for the ones that are here. But we have Jacobs in our family. They know the truth. They believe in their heart the things of God. Right? They do. Even if they're doing drugs and drinking, they'll start preaching about God. They do. Because it's inside of them. They can't escape it. They know it's there. Jacob. But here's what happens in Jacob's life. Eventually, things change. And he realizes his father-in-law is looking at him in a different way. And Jacob is like, uh-oh, something's going on here. There's been a change. He's not giving me the friendly smile. He's giving me the death stare. And so you know what he does? He goes and seeks the Lord. I want you to know that we've got Jacobs that are out there. They know the gospel, hallelujah, it's in their heart, and they're away from Father's house, but there is coming a day hallelujah. when things are going to change in their life, and they're going to turn back to God, and God always tells Jacob the same thing, if you'll just go back to Father's house, if you'll just go back to my home, I'll take care of you, I'll be with you, amen. It's at that point that Jacob decides he's taking his stuff, and he's going back to father's house. It's been 20 years, but God still has a plan for Jacob. Don't you give up on your children. Amen. The daughters and sons that have the spirit of Jacob upon them. I want you to know there's coming a day when they shall be reunited at the father's house. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. 
Hallelujah. And the great thing about Jacob is this. Amen. He doesn't just settle for that, but he, amen, has to have a life-changing experience. You watch them as they've been away from the house of the Lord. When they make their way in, when they come in, you'll see them at the altar as they wrestle with God. Amen. And they hold on and say, God, I'm not leaving this altar until you bless me and change the way that I am. Amen. It's the spirit of Jacob. I want you to know that we've got Jacobs here in our church. Hallelujah. And we need him. Amen. It was Jacob that God changed his name. You know, Moses said, I want to see you, God. Moses said, I can't let you see me because if you see me, you'll die. No man can see my face. He'll die. He says, I'll put you behind the rock and I'll let my hinder parts go by you. And even with that, when Moses came down, his face was shining like the sun. They had to put a veil over him. Nobody could look at him. But Jacob's testimony at Peniel after he wrestled with the Lord and God changed his name, pulled his hip out. He never walked the same again after that. Amen. He said, I had seen God face to face. I believe what happened is Jacob died that day. Amen. It was a new birth. Just as when you and I, when we come down to the altar and we repent of our sins and God fills us with the Holy Ghost, Jacob, hallelujah, was done away with that day in Israel. A prince of God was born. I want you to know there's coming a change in the Jacobs. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen it in my daughter Natalia as she walked away from the Lord for a few years and then she made her way back at the altar of God and in today is sold out and has the spirit of Jacob upon her. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Jacob. When Jacob comes back, he brings a revival. He brings all the children. Ooh. He brings all the children. Yeah. I tell you what. They bring them in. I got to get clothes in here. If I could have the musicians to come. I spent too long going over that first stuff, but oh well. The thing that I love about this is this. Whether you are an Abraham an Isaac or Jacob. In God's eyes, it's all the same. He didn't say, I'm the God of Abraham. He didn't say, I'm the God of Isaac. He didn't say, I'm the God of Jacob. This is what his church consists of. When he calls his church home, it will be full of Abrahams, it will be full of Isaacs, and it will be full of Jacobs. That's the only three you're going to find. You won't find anything else. You're going to find Abrahams, those who come out of the world and have been faithful from the very beginning. Hallelujah. You're going to find Isaacs who never went into Egypt and lived for God as a second or third generation and committed their life unto him. And you're going to find Jacobs who somewhere along the way got taken off on a sidetrack, maybe for a year, maybe even for 20 years. But they end up making it back to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah.
hallelujah, and this is what the church is built upon. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's you and I. Here today, we've got everything that we need for revival to bring in the souls in this last days. Amen. Hallelujah. If you would stand with me right now, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether you're an Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, I want you to know that God sees tremendous value in you. That you are his child. Hallelujah. You're, listen to me, Isaac, you don't have to hold the back seat to your father Abraham and Jacob just because you've had a life of deception and even deceiving loved ones. I want you to know that God is able to forgive, amen, and to restore and put you in the lineage of the patriarchs, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 If you close your eyes right now, and if you would just say, oh God, thank you, Lord. Amen. For seeing me who I am, oh Lord God. Thank you for showing me, oh God, that I've got the spirit of Abraham, that I've got the spirit of Isaac, that I've got the spirit of Jacob in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the church of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. And you parents out there that got Jacobs that are not here today, I want you to know. You hang in there. You keep believing. I want to let you know, Isaac, that Jacob is coming. He's coming home soon. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open. I know it's mostly us here today, but would you come down? Would you pray? Those of you, amen, that got Jacobs in your life, can you come down and stand in the gap? Would you pray for them and call out their names here today? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can you imagine 20 years away from his father? Thank God for the Abrahams. Thank God for the Isaacs. Thank God for the Jacobs. Hallelujah. This is what makes the church. Hallelujah. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.